0: About. We
1: interrupt our normal program to cooperate in security and civil defense measures as requested by the United States government. This is a Rad radio alert. Normal broadcasting will now be discontinued for an indefinite period. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One,
2: two, three. Four, five, six. V I G. Eight. What I about the other day,
1: folks? Dinosaurs. Crazy, right? Yeah. When I talked to it, it says you have to speak in American English. <laughs> what other kind of English is there? Is there British? Thanks for asking.
3: I'm going to put this as delicately as I know how. You can chortle my balls. Am I in hell? I deserve this.
4: Get ready time yourself
5: on this one. You can go to the bathroom, you could um, take the dog for a walk, but bring your transistor radio radio here.
2: Don't guard that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Level test, level test, level test,
1: test. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Uh, let's do famous threesomes for 200 please.
2: It's tremendously big and tremendously wet.
6: Roll another one. Radiant Durf.
2: Just
7: like the other one. Ugh, I'm a sweaty pot. This one seems to be about
2: Quit. I just realized I do not know this bitch. And I need another hit. It's our time to shine. 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 It's
5: our time to shine.
6: Let's shine. 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 Roger that. Are loud and clear? And now...
7: I'm just full of number ones. So it's, it's better than being number two. We're going number two.
0: Our feature presentation.
1: Right? Uh,
7: yes.
0: Right.
1: Welcome in to yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show, this time for a fry! yay Day. Day.
2: Yay! Oh, uh, uh, come on!
1: Got a little support, a little something in my corner there. Thank you, Jensen. You're welcome. The 14th of September. By the way, um, I haven't listened to KLO in a long time. Is it still September over there? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Because usually right after October, I mean, uh, right uh, before October, you get September. Yeah. Is
4: that where they uh, all celebrate my favorite Marx brother? Uh, no, that's, oh. <laughs> that's
1: Zeppo you're referring to. This is Led Zeppelin they do, right. <sighs> Bummer. Um, but they do, as I understand uh, you know for many many years uh, it was always September, and they mm-hmm. would always uh, you know get the let out sure and, uh, and bring down the hammer of the gods and they yeah. did it all so I just I, I feel terrible that here we are halfway through the month already I haven't even checked in on September I mm. have to think it's still going on purely for the
4: ratings
7: yeah, I miss yeah. Mark and Brian
4: i you know what I thought about them the other day. Did you? Really? I won a contest as a kid. Oh. When I, I, I grew up here my whole life. And I, they, they were like, first 20 callers get a lunchbox. Oh. And so I called in and they sent me a lunchbox as a kid. I won a and I kept it for way too long. Interesting. I had it for like 15 years, and I'm moving, and I'm starting to go through things. And uh, I, I'm now I've, I'm like,
7: where's my Mark and Brian lunchbox? <sighs> I, I don't know where it is. I remember as a kid, my parents had season tickets to the Kings games before I was even born. Mm-hmm. So we would go all the time. And during one stretch where the Kings were pretty good for a minute way back when, um, they had something called the Lucky Butt on their show hmm. and they brought a man to uh, drop his pants and rub his butt on the ice before the game and I thought well these guys, Mark and Brian sure are edgy. Yeah, Hall of Famers. This is crazy these guys what they're doing. Radio
1: legends. <laughs> they would uh, never allow that promotion today. I'll Ever. tell you that. <laughs> oh, the Lucky
4: Butt? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Actually, when I started uh, hanging out and, and filling in here, the first thing uh, the brass told me, yeah. no, no Lucky Butt. Yeah.
7: I ruined that for everyone, Jensen, uh, just so you know. Fair. I um,
1: never really heard uh, Mark and Brian much because when Kevin and I moved to Southern California in late 1989, they were already on the air and were on their rocket ride to number one. It's hard to remember now how popular they were. They were one of the biggest radio shows in Los Angeles history. Yeah, they had a TV show. (laughs) They had a TV show, The Adventures of Mark and Brian. didn't last long, but yeah, on a a network, right. So uh, I almost never heard them, but the things that I did hear made me feel like that show was not for me. I I don't think it was. I think it was a real
4: time capsule Mm -hmm. of the uh, mediocre 80s and
1: early 90s. Ah, the and Paul they, Abdul of shows, if
4: oh, one might say.
7: Okay. Yeah.
1: And they and they seem like very nice guys, and I've had some uh, you know online interaction with Mark Thompson over the years, and he seems like a very nice guy. And I guess it was a somewhat acrimonious breakup. Like they don't talk, or oh and boy, then, and oh. then did Brian go off and like not even end up getting another job or something? Like where did he go?
7: I don't know. I think he did a podcast for a bit from with a uh, the woman from the Love Boat that held the. The thing with all the the itineraries on it.
4: Well, now you're just doing mad libs. You're just literally saying whatever comes to mind. There's no way that someone from the Love Julie from
7: the Love Boat is that a
4: thing? Did a podcast with
1: one of Mark and Brian? (laughs)
7: Yes, with Brian. I am almost positive. That is, or it was a fever dream. Okay. I
1: mean, <laughs> could
4: be either way.
7: Insane.
4: Well, I'm,
1: I'm glad we spent this time reminiscing about Mark and Brian. Well, I'm, yeah,
4: I'm bummed they fun. have that podcast because I'm really into the one that has Shadow Stevens and the Neighbor for Married with Children. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. if you want to
1: just name
4: just people and then throw
1: uh, sitcom stars out for podcasts, <laughs> I'm here all day. <sighs> yeah. When... Um, one more thing, when we uh, when we started, you know, we were terrible, of course, and still are, in a lot of people's opinion. But um, uh, the big the biggest uh, knock we got was, you guys are ripping off Mark and Brian. You guys are trying to be like Mark and Brian because we were two, you know, white guys in their twenties. Yeah who were doing a radio show. So clearly, we were, were trying to, you know, bite on them. But neither of us, I mean, neither of us, we both moved to L.A. having never heard that show, and we're just doing what we did, but people assumed because we came after Mark and Brian that we were ripping them off. Well, and that bit you did, Lucky Scrotum. Well, yeah. Lucky
7: Scrotum. That was a lot. A,
1: that
2: was
7: uh, a
1: lot. Yeah, I, it was just a coincidence, and I'm standing by that. Uh,
7: guys, um, I just looked it up. Yeah? He did a podcast with Jill Whelan, who is best known for her role as Vicky Steubing the daughter of Captain Steubing from The Love Boat. Oh, boy. I was a love boat adjacent on that one. You were very, very close. close. I, I think that's a win for you. Yeah. I feel like it is. Thank yeah. you. I
4: feel like even she forgets the role she played on Love Boat. So she was
7: also the one in Airplane that, um, that remember, the nun was playing the guitar, oh, and then yeah. she swung she hits it. The and IV.
4: Then,
1: yes. That's her? Yes. Congratulations, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen, I think you just found a new podcast I, partner. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let me do the thing. This is a real quick one. Yesterday, I brought you the story about the luckiest little boy in the world, that 10-year-old kid in Missouri. Remember, he was attacked by uh, Yellow Jackets. He fell onto a meat skewer, and it went right through his head, but it missed everything that could have been damaging Mm-hmm. No, I'm this is the this is the follow up. Oh,
7: I thought it was a bad update.
1: No, 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 he's okay. great. He's great and he'll be great forever. He's going to live to be a million. Well, okay. I don't. So this a is lie. a this is the flip side of that story. That kid was the luckiest kid in the world ever. Here's a 78-year-old in Britain named Barry Enderby. He's one of these guys who plays the same lottery numbers every single day. Mm. Now, I guess they they either don't have in Britain or he doesn't use what we have here, which is just you can do it online and just have it kind of permanently buy a ticket for you every single day. You don't actually have to go out and buy it, but he doesn't do that. He rides his bike down to the local shop to buy his lottery ticket. Well, last week, he was hit by a car on oh, his way to buy his lottery ticket. That's the, uh, the He's a winner in some sort. <laughs> because he survived being hit by a car?
5: Yeah.
1: So he's knocked off rare. his bike. His leg was badly injured, but he still wanted to buy that lottery ticket. So he got back on the bike, but uh, being hurt, he could not pedal fast enough to get to the shop in time to buy the ticket. Well, I don't no. have to tell you. No. Well, of course. No. Of, no. of course the number came in. There's no uh, there's no question that's where this is going. Uh, he uh, His usual numbers include 8 and 14 and 16 and 21, inspired by his daughter's birthday, as well as his two old house numbers. He would have won 10,000 pounds had he... Gotten there in time and put the numbers that he buys every single day. But wait, there's more. Despite not being much of a drinker, he decided to go out for a drink after finding out about his misfortune. So he went and got a little drunk. Then he went home and he felt hungry and he decided he was going to put on some chips and steak. But while it was cooking, he fell asleep. Oh, and the next thing oh he God. knew, the smoke alarm had gone off. His stove was on fire. He got up limping to the stove and threw water on it. Oh. oh. Which, if you know anything about stove fires, is the worst thing that you can do. So the blaze, blaze grew even larger, stripping roof tiles, melting fans, burning his place to the ground. Thanks to neighbors who called 911, firefighters arrived soon after and managed to extinguish the, bra- the, the blaze. That is a bad one, two, three combination. Ooh, I mean, 100. that's incredible. For this 78-year-old. He did not have a good night, no. is what I'm telling you. No. That's awful. Uh, I mean, I, what I don't understand is uh, if
4: people can go on to, like, uh, Kickstarter yeah. or, like, these Patreons, we should help this man somehow. Mm-hmm. It's only 10,000 pounds. He didn't miss, like, millions. Or right. do
7: we st- Stay away from him because he has some bad juju coming on. <laughs>
4: That's true. You guys yeah. can pick what we do on my new podcast. <laughs> uh, it's me and Julie from Fantasy Island. Oh, yeah. excellent! Uh, it's Wendy Shaw, the actress. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does say he is being helped by his family and local community. So
7: oh, hopefully they're care of oh, good. Them. There you
1: go. But, but the takeaway from this story is um, buy your uh, buy your lottery tickets online.
7: I didn't know you could do that here. Can
1: you? Do oh, that? sure. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, you just sign up for a subscription. That way you don't have to. That way you don't have to ever actually buy tickets. You just by a, like I say, by a subscription. I had no idea. I had
7: no idea. And, and don't throw like Mega Millions and stuff. We can do that. Yes. Are was, you I, sure?
4: I, I I just think it's crazy. Gambling is illegal, but yet yeah, that's allowed. Like we could just you could just put a subscription and every week pay money to mm-hmm. lose unless Are you, you right? hit by a bike. All
1: right, we'll look it up, Alie. Okay. I'm, I'm almost certain that that is. Super,
4: I am in that if, that if that's
7: possible. true.
1: All right. Because um, you have too much money? No. The, <laughs> it, like,
7: there are certain times when I want to get a lottery ticket Then I'm like, but my couch is comfortable. Yeah. So to be able to buy one right from my couch, all right. I'll well, do it.
1: I may prove to be uh, completely making that up. I could have had the same fever dream you had about Mark and Brian, but we'll find <laughs> oh. out. All right. Let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach shall we? Show
2: some R-E-S-P-I-C-T.
1: I will. Allie's parents are probably having sex right now. Oh my god. As we start the show on the East Coast, it's already 8:46. They're 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 pounding one out, right? Oh, my!
7: why, why do I
1: come We'll discuss and bring you up to speed with what's going on with her folks and how many more little brothers and sisters are on the way. <gasps> oh my God. Also, cheers with the birthday boy. Beer mug went out to his favorite bar and asked a great question. We've got those interviews on the show today. We didn't get to it yesterday, but animal stories are happening this morning. Uh, Jensen, your good friend Paul Shear stops by today. He is. I'm very excited to see my friend. He, uh, <laughs> of course, the host of How Did This Get Made? The uh-huh. podcast. He's a very talented actor and writer, and he does it all. He's got a couple of movies out right now, so we'll catch up with Paul. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Um, how about American Vandal season two? <sighs> now on Netflix. So much poo. So much poop. I I know who poisoned the punch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lemonade, the lemonade. Who tainted
7: the lemonade. Yeah. And wh- yeah. what
1: are they? I guess we'll ask. What do they use that's so poop realistic in this show? I don't know.
4: But- I think it's
7: poop you think oh. all the actors actually pooed? Yeah, it's
1: like when Red Man and okay. did. how high? They had to smoke real weed. Great
4: point,
7: great Same point. thing.
1: We'll find out with the creators of that show. Plus, it's Friday. That means we keep it 100. You help us pick any song to get us into the weekend coming up at 9. Disneyland tickets as well. Ohana Fest tickets, too. It's all coming up. Plus, Emily's got What's Happening Next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, here's the update, you guys. There are a lot of states in America where you can subscribe to the lottery, a state lottery, a Mega Millions, Parable, all of them. Unfortunately, we've done the research. Thank you, Assistant Producer Pristine. California is not one of them. No. I'm sorry, Allie. No. But Maryland, New York, Maine, uh, Virginia, there are a bunch of states where you can just sign up and play by su- su- subscription, which I'm having trouble saying. <laughs> subscription. Mm. All right, so that's settled. We're done with that? Yeah. All right, Ali's got what's happening, and then we'll play the brand-new song from Smashing Pumpkins, available just this morning.
7: Wow. Uh, Listen, I I can't keep up with this Superman news. So a couple days ago, I told you about The Hollywood Reporter. They reported that Warner Brothers was ousting Henry Cavill from the role. And then there was some doubt if that story was real. And then Henry Cavill posted a post on Instagram that left everyone going, wait, what is happening? So he's wearing a T-shirt that says Krypton lifting team. He stares intensely at the camera, slowly raising and lowering a Superman action figure. And then he captions, today was exciting. Hashtag Superman. So all the comments are like, what are you doing? What does this mean? Who are you? Who am I? Why do I care? Okay, the who, why do I care? I added myself. But uh, no one really knows what's happening right now. But now some alternative Superman options are being floated around.
4: Okay, like, I'll do it.
7: Like Jensen. i Sure. I'll do it. Uh, also, Michael B. Jordan.
4: That's a good
1: Superman. Right? Yeah.
7: Huh? Bean? Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Not sold? I like it. I just want to hear who else is on the list. Okay.
7: That's just one that was floated around.
4: You don't have any others? No. Can I th- I, I yes. still think it should be Nick Cage. Even at this age. Old man screaming, yelling, don't, weird well, hair. Don't need it. Has a don't, cemetery plot in New Orleans. Don't want I mean, it. Just, it just, that's, I want him to be him as Superman. Okay. It's Nick Cage living has, his normal Nick Cage life, and then he's Superman also. <laughs> he has
1: wanted it his whole life. Yeah. Did he name his son Kal-El? Yes. He did. It's time to give that man what he wants. Yep. Is it? Yes. But, Allie, I was holding out. I like Michael B. Jordan. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's never made a bad movie, but and he's a great actor. But when I saw the John Hamm thing swirling around yesterday, mm-hmm. I figured that was going to be on your list. How about John Hamm as Superman?
7: Well, John Hamm has been asked about portraying Batman. That was oh. during an interview with uh, In Depth with Graham Bensinger. He you can know? play
1: them both. Let him have them both. <laughs> yeah. Well,
7: here's what he said about playing. Batman. Okay, he said, "I've never had a conversation with anybody about it, literally, and I've sat in the same room with these guys." And then he said this, which made me just start googling pictures. I'd probably fit the suit, you know. I'd have to work out a lot, which I don't love. But I started thinking, "Oh, fit the suit." I think they'd have to make part of it a little bigger. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Remember those pictures of John Hamm? Those wow. Can I give a suggestion for Batman? Uh, We're talking about John. Can I give a suggestion for Batman? Fine,
4: Hannibal Burris.
7: Okay, (laughs) right. You've got some great ideas. (laughs) Thank you. Great ideas. Should
4: do all the casting at Hollywood for that. Absolutely. You want to hear my Superman?
7: Yes. Don Knotts corpse. (laughs)
1: Okay.
4: Bring him back like Bernie Lomax, like Weekend at Bernie's.
7: You're a strange, strange cat. Listen,
4: I could save DC. Bring me in.
7: All right. There you go. By the way, Henry Cavill has um, been floated as the next James Bond. So that would be quite the thing. Move from Superman on over to James Bond? So
4: rich get richer.
7: Right? That's and By the I'm way, saying. James Bond should be Idris Elba.
4: That's a given. He doesn't I want don't. to do it. I don't care. Make him do it. <laughs> Contractually, we can do whatever we want. Who, who's we? Me. I run Hollywood. I'm Jewish.
7: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. i the banks. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I do all of it. Here's some birthdays for you. Sam Neill. Melissa Leo, Nas, Andrew Lincoln. And by the way, uh, Beer Mug puts uh, what these people are in. So if you have to refer to a Nas rapper, Andrew Lincoln, Walking Dead. And he also wrote his name, Beer Mug, and then in parentheses, fast food entrepreneur, waking up in bushes, receding hairline. Oh, Mugs. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mugs. Happy
1: birthday, Mugs.
7: And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and
1: Rock. KROQ. All right, um, Allie. Yeah? How did we first get on the very awkward and uncomfortable for you topic about your parents and all the boning they've been doing?
7: Well, we didn't start out as a boning topic. It was the last time Jensen was filling in. Yes. We were talking about how our parents are so bad at social media or anything technological. And my parents, when they take a nap, they send an email and they just write in the subject line, nap. And then about an hour later, I'll just get another email that says, over, so that's so I don't call them while they're napping. And then someone ruined uh, my day, nay, life, because an Afro caller decided to tell me that they were not indeed napping.
1: And I think, uh, here's that call.
8: Oh, Allie. Oh, Allie. That is so sweet that you think your parents are actually napping when they say they're napping. Come on. You know they're getting it on. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're bumping uglies. And uh, for your dad to go an hour and say it's over, that's pretty impressive. Wow. <laughs> You're, uh, your mom's one lucky lady. This is
4: such a creepy voice. <laughs>
7: she ruined my life. Some woman ruined my As life. As
4: if the subject matter needed more creepy feelings. <laughs> She's like, and your dad is so
1: lucky. Yeah. So you heard that, and now, of course, the oh. image is in your mind yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And then you have to start thinking... Wait a minute. Even if I believe they're napping when mm-hmm. they send the emails, are they still
7: having sex? Every day I get that email, and every day I go, ah.
4: Every day, oh. Allie? <laughs> wow, Johnson. what a lucky woman.
1: We, we really, I think I speak for everyone What I say. Mm-hmm. Those of you lucky enough to have parents. We don't want you, we don't ever want our parents to be having sex, right? Ever, ever, ever. We want to believe that the last time they had sex was when we were conceived and then they said, okay, that's it. We've done our our business and and we never have to do that again. Right. But that's uh, not what's going on at your house and your parents' house in Maine, I'll tell you that. And they feel compelled to email you about it.
7: But again, they're just just—they're just telling me they're napping. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, every time you talk to
7: your parents now, it mm-hmm. has to be in
1: the back of your mind. Yeah,
7: Bean, it is. So we've covered that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: and are you tempted
1: at all to tell them about it? Just from a comedy standpoint, you're not going to believe what's been going on on the radio show lately.
7: I come from... Um, a very Catholic family growing up. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the birds and the bees. We don't talk about yeah, you can't anything talk about like it. that because
4: they're, they're doing it every they're day. They're too busy. <laughs> they're doing too busy. Doing it. Why would yeah. they talk
7: about it? No. Lead we, by example. Mm.
1: Is it possible, Allie, mm-hmm. This is a serious question. Yeah. Is it possible that your mom is having sex more than you are?
7: Oh, um, I, it's possible that you know. I was going to say. Mother Teresa, but I don't think she is. Um, but no, she's, she's having about the same amount as me, is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, so mom is uh, mom wins in that score. Yeah, okay.
7: uh, yes,
1: yes. Alright, so then Omar gets involved, like you do, oh, and he creates a song that we debuted a few days ago. Jetson, I don't think you've heard this yet, no. but here's Omar's take on uh, on Allie's parents doing it.
2: Allie's mom has got it going on. Allie's mom has got it going on. Do you think your parents are taking a nap? (laughs) Taking a nap Or maybe they're having fun in the sack Boning in the sack It's the latter cause your mom's got it going on Going on and I don't think you knew this, but your dad's got a huge <laughs> dong. I mean, that, huge stop, dong. just stop. Oh, how can you think they're really napping? Cause we all... Your dad's got a huge dong. Ooh, what's that sound? It's an email coming in. Subject line is napping, but we all know they're boning. Bumping uglies. Okay. I think I think we got the chest We're good. I don't know. There's probably dong. a bridge. dog Dong. dong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Omar's a genius, by the way. Yeah, that's better than the Smashing Pumpkins song. So, um, Ali, I have bad news for you. What? And that is, uh, there's a new Omar song as well. Oh, (laughs) God Because apparently he, like you, can't stop thinking about what's going on in your parents' house in Maine. So here's the latest from DJ Omar Khan
2: he get another email, you know, your dad's gonna nail your mom so much. She loves to feel his touch. No, they're not napping. They're gonna start boning, boning. So they head to the bedroom, which they call their big sex room. Allie, are you okay? <laughs> Allie, are you okay? Are you okay, Allie? <laughs> mom's been hit by, mom's been tapped by, your dad's stingling. Oh! <laughs> the dumbest ever. So apparently,
1: Allie, I'm the lucky one being the orphan. <laughs> oh. it's
0: the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Hey,
1: Mugs.
0: Hey, good morning. You're listening to the smooth dulcet tones of 106.7 oh. KROQ. 106.7 on your FM dial.
4: That exactly. voice. Yeah. He got, ah. me, he got me kind of excited. <laughs> I like the medium of radio. You were going to use the word
1: turgid, weren't you, Jensen?
4: <laughs>
2: Thinking about it.
0: Yeah I, get, yeah, I get this sinus thing, which either mm-hmm. makes me sound like the DOC, which uh-huh. you heard like a couple months ago, or, right. char- or Charlie Tuna. So it's, nice. it's either well, one. Yeah. I
1: like what you're doing. <laughs> Mugs is here because it's time for Cheers with Beer Mug. Hit it, Steve
9: beer and mug he wants to go
4: where everybody knows his name yeah asking questions with no shame what do you what do you <laughs> he's already
2: drunk <laughs> as a skunk but people are glad he came oh beer mug wants to go where
1: everyone knows his name I, 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 uh, wow Every uh, every uh, week to ten days or so, Muggs goes to his favorite watering hole in the valley. Which once again, Mugs is where? Oh, Gradies, bring, bring all in. the ladies, yeah. And What's you have happening? <laughs> nobody says that. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you go in there with a hard hitting question, and then ask uh, drug people their answer. What was the question this week? Absolutely. Well, uh, about a month
0: ago, you guys had the phone topic of uh, what you would do or what you would change if you ruled the world. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the With all the craziness going on in the political climate right now, I wanted to get somebody who was ready and willing to make a change. So I decided to go out once again to O'Grady's
1: and find that out. All right. Mine, of course, was stopping autoplay videos on the Internet. That's what I was going to do. Let's see Mm -hmm. if uh, the people you talked to had ideas as good as that one. Uh.
3: Uh. All right. All right. Alex, AK Russian. Where, uh. Are you? How drunk are you, Muggs? Yeah,
0: I
6: went from zero to sixty in about five minutes. Right when I got in the door, everybody just starts handing me drinks. I don't, I I can't turn it down. Yeah, you know, Uh keep doing what you're doing, Seth. What would you do? What would be the one thing you would do (laughs) if you ruled the
2: world? I rule the world. You know, there's not a lot left to do. I guess I gotta move on to Mars. Esther, Esther,
1: wait. That was his answer, by the way. All all the problems on Earth are all solved. It was too hard for me to figure out, so I just kept on moving on. Okay, Okay. fine.
3: Esther, Esther, what would you do if, what would be the one thing you would do if you ruled the world?
8: Adopt all the dogs and just release them on like an acre, 10 acres of land. That doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're going to be real crowded.
2: And who's going to feed them? Yeah. I should have followed up. I mean, aren't
8: there
4: millions of dogs? Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of follow-up questions for O'Grady. <laughs>
7: <laughs> What's your favorite dog?
8: A uh, Great Dane. It's like a mini pony. Yes, she needs. Can I
7: ride I your mini pony?
8: Oh, whoa! Hold
3: on. No, a wait, what? was I a little too forward? Can I ride your mini pony?
8: Okay. it and sounds,
7: sounds. Does like she, she have a mini pony? Maybe. Or like do you want to ask
3: dog? She can. <laughs> May, well, no. She said, of course
4: you can.
7: Yes. Wow. All right. Bugs, bugs your head. <laughs> I would make
9: sure that every kid alive had a mom and dad. Jeez.
3: I really would. That would be it. You're a good man, Ray. A lot of good, great people in O'Grady's tonight.
1: Sure. That's a very thoughtful crowd there that night, by
6: the it way. It was. It was very touching.
3: Right.
1: I yeah. also have a follow-up question
4: for that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is it our parents that we had that have passed and he brings them back or do we
6: right. get new parents? Because technically <laughs> we question. all do
7: have a mom That's and what dad. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Sounds okay. like some follow-ups are in order. Uh-huh.
6: If I ruled the world, I think I would legalize drugs.
3: Can I give you the reason, though? Please. The reason is I think that when, you know, people
9: should be convicted for their crimes, not for what they're on. And I think we waste a lot of
5: money on people being in prison for being on drugs, you know what I mean, when they really need help.
3: It would be sort of like uh, what they do in Amsterdam, and that seems to have worked out for that country, right?
1: Okay, Muggs, Amsterdam's not a country. Oh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, that was, it's a city. But
4: that was Judge Kavanaugh, right, that you were talking <laughs> <Yeah. about? Yeah. laughs> <Right.
1: laughs> um, Muggs, do you know what country Amsterdam is in? Yes, Denmark. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, said it, gonna, he said it so confidently. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to put twenty bucks down that you couldn't name the country that Amsterdam is in. What country is Amsterdam in, mugs? <sighs> uh, was it? I thought it was. Of course, you did. Because we're talking about Copenhagen, right? Oh
9: man, <laughs> I knew that.
1: No, what I'm saying is no, oh, no, no. Copenhagen oh oh is in Denmark. Oh. Oh. Amsterdam is in Holland.
2: Just not Copenhagen <laughs> this as so a good. This
4: is really good. I need to go back to school. This is great. You know what? You know what? I don't think he's spending too much time in O'Grady's at all. I think he's doing the right amount.
3: Yeah. Do
2: we even have time to oh, get back to the rest I don't
4: know if you beat that. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> all
2: right, let's do smart. I
9: mean, there's not a lot of criminal activity there. Oh, man. Uh, education free, healthcare free, and enough of these borders, man.
3: Enough. We're all human. North America is all one.
5: We're
9: all human.
3: <laughs> human nature. There is
9: no religion. There I- is no right or wrong There is no color. There's nothing. Just
1: go about yourself. Just go about yourself. By the way, I like the guy who says there is no right or wrong. What, are we living in the purge? (laughs) Yeah,
3: we're going to (laughs) need (laughs) RoboCops.
1: Seriously, Mugs, these
2: people. (laughs) What would be the one thing you'd do if you rule the world? World peace, but that includes feeding people, clothing people, giving them food and water, take care of people, man.
7: If I ruled the world, I would get rid of
2: hate.
3: That's that's a very, very good thing to want to happen. I'm here with Danky, my (laughs) Danky, Danky. Danky, Danky. Huh? What would be the one thing you would change if you ruled the world? The one thing I would change if I ruled the world? Health benefits. For all? For all. Wow, man. This is getting really deep in here tonight.
8: Puppies for everyone.
3: Puppies for everyone. Free puppies?
1: Yeah. Free puppies, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Okay. There all right. That girl, 2020. That's the one we can all agree mm. on. Thanks, Mugs. You're welcome. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous Rock.
2: Why?
6: Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?
10: Brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
1: Time now for Animal Stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe
2: a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat story about a minx or a story about a lynx animal stories in the news animal stories to cure your blues Uh. animal stories just for you let's find out what
1: they're up to we had a, a very dark edition of Animal Stories last week. If you'll recall, we had a lady attacked by a raccoon. We had a uh, guy who had his foot uh, eaten off by a rat. I mean, it was just a it was a bad batch. Remember, Allie, We also had the kid who had his uh, penis stung by a stingray in the ocean.
7: Yes, it was a man though, which almost makes it worse. <laughs> so, because that's uh, a lot more pain that they can't handle. That's why
1: I missed a week.
4: I yes. had to come in
7: a
1: week later. Yeah. <laughs> I am happy to say, no one dies. In this edition of... And no one is even attacked in this edition of Animal Stories, I think. So let's see what's going on. Up in Minneapolis, there's a black bear, a 150-pound black bear, who got his head caught in a 10-gallon milk jug. Now, for whatever reason, I don't know why they didn't tranquilize the bear. Maybe there was some reason. Maybe they thought he would be having too much trouble breathing or something like that because he had a milk jug on his on his face. So they, they had to try to figure out a way to get the milk jug off. Mm-hmm. And it is not as easy as you might think it was. So the uh, conservation officers all show up. First, they drill holes in the jug so the bear can breathe better. After that, cooking oil was put on the bear's head in hopes mm. that they could slide the jug off. That didn't work. They put down a tarp. Firefighters came in. They put down a tarp and tried to wrestle the the jug off the bear's head. One of the firefighters is a local wrestling coach. He laid down on the ground and tried to wrestle the bears, the bears, uh, the thing off his head. I do. Mm-hmm.
7: OK, uh, we're, were they going to get the hockey coach to come in and I was going <laughs> to slap shot it off his head? Like, th- <laughs> that's just bizarre. The I wrestling I, I, is bizarre.
4: I, I Can I give my
7: opinion? Uh-huh. Yeah,
4: I run up. I, all these people are doing uh-huh. dumb things. And I go, I
7: got a hammer. Uh-huh.
1: I'm going to just shatter it. Well, I mean, it's a metal milk jug. Oh, okay. I thought it was glass. Yeah, it's metal. Huh. So they ended up really bringing in the jaws of life, which oh, is what, what they use to get people out get of medical cars. cars. Yeah. Several people hold the bear down, and they were able to pry the uh, jug off the bear's head. He stands up. He's a little bit dazed, takes a quick look around, and then off to the woods. They think that because there's been so little rain in Minneapolis that he was just looking for water, and that's mm-hmm. why he put his head in. But you see these animals all the time. You see deer that uh, get into something in somebody's yard or something like that. And I mean, you die if you have something stuck in your head because you can't can't eat or drink, right? Right. What a crazy day for them, though, to end up. I mean, nobody. no firefighter wakes up and thinks, I'm going to end up wrestling a bear today. Not <laughs> what you I mean, expect. But it sounded so cute in the end. He had a cute little jug on his head, and then it came off.
4: (laughs) Sounds so cute.
1: I got a couple of snake stories for you today, Uh, and I know that there are people who are terrified just when they hear the word snake. This uh, family in Australia calls a snake catcher because they hear noise in the attic. It turns out it's two coastal carpet pythons who are in a fight, a death match. These snakes, Allie, are five to seven feet long. No. Uh, No. No. They push their way through the ceiling and onto the carpet in the spare bedroom in this house. Oh, Oh, God. God. Oh, God. They're thrashing and wrestling near the closet. There's a video of this online that shows the snakes twisting around each other, even slamming each other to to the ground. They're doing absolute wrestling moves on one another. They're fighting because of a nearby lady snake. They track the scent of a female python, and they're duking it out to prove who deserves the lady. The uh, snake expert called in says they can continue like this for hours until one is exhausted. Isn't that great? Can you imagine? You hear something in your attic, and it turns out to be seven-foot snakes in a, in a death spiral.
7: Mm-mm. I don't know. Get
1: these snakes out of my place. I was trying to. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Trying my hardest. Here's uh, everyone's worst fear. This happened in North Carolina. This guy found a snake coming up out of his toilet and wound up up in a tug-of-war match with it. This was, his name is Mike Green. This was the sixth snake to come out of his toilet in the last four years. Okay. I think we
4: should look into this. I don't
7: want a victim blame here. Like, <laughs> come
1: on. I mean, he's asking for
4: it.
7: Thank you. Snakes in the North
1: Carolina snake. neighborhood of, I heard you, uh-huh. of Lattimore have been getting into bathrooms through the ventilation pipes on the roofs of homes. Uh apparently, this is not uncommon. They are sleek animals that fit into tight spaces in their environment. They feel more comfortable in tight, dark spaces. So they go into a pipe, they feel good about it, then they navigate through the sewer system no. and in some cases find their way into somebody's toilet. I'd burn the house down. Uh, they do recommend if you find a snake in the toilet, you should call animal control officials who will identify the species that and are best equipped to handle it. Most snakes are harmless, but there's a chance it could be dangerous. By the way, do you automatically look in the bowl before you open open the lid of your toilet? Just Every to time. Du- double oh, really? check. Absolutely. What are you looking for?
7: A snake. A snake?
1: <laughs> I would never. I don't oh, look at I ever. hear
7: so many of these stories. Absolutely. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, finally, I uh, wish there was a way to show video. They got to invent some some sort of radio with pictures. If they could do that, it would be so cool mm. because this surveillance video out of Washington DC alley, I know you saw alarm rat. This rat is <laughs> leaping off of a fence or something or a railing of a stairs or something like that. and I can't figure out why he was going out of his way to pull the fire alarm. That's amazing. Why would he do it? Like what's a in a it- dick. What's in it for him, though? Oh,
7: just you- chaos. That rat loves chaos.
1: Usually you see some sort of motivation, like they're trying to climb to get somewhere or there's food or something like that. This video published by NBC Washington th- shows a large rat. And by the way, he looks like he weighs like four pounds. I mean, he's a huge rat. And he jumps up onto a fire alarm on the wall and uses his weight to pull the lever down before falling down to the ground. And then all the residents from the apartment all have to come out. There's no <laughs> fire. It's just a fire alarm rat. Oh, he's magic. I, I wonder if he's related to Pizza Rat in New York. Oh, I feel like there's yeah. a Pixar movie in this. <laughs> I think you're <laughs> right. That has been Animal Stories.
2: Animal Stories, <laughs> Animal
1: stories to
2: cure
0: your blues. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock.
1: 323 520 AFRO. That's the number 24 hours a day. It's the voicemail here at K Rock. We call it the Kevin and Bean Afro Line. We always appreciate when you call. I'm sorry that Kev Dog is not here today because the first two messages that were left are about his outstanding 9 11 tribute. We played mm. it near the end of the show on Friday. And, uh, you know, after all these years, 17 years later, it still takes us right back to that awful, awful day. And uh, he did a beautiful job with that. And here's the first of two.
3: Hey, Kevin and Bean, ding
0: dongs. Hey, I want to tell you that uh, I listen to you guys to get away from my everyday life and laugh and giggle and be stupid for a little bit. But yesterday, your 9 11 tribute was uh, pretty touching and uh, very humbling. And uh, I really enjoyed
1: it. I wanted to thank you guys for that. Again, that's all Kevin's great work. Here's the second.
8: Your September 11th montage was absolutely beautiful. I cried like a baby to work the whole time. Completely tore up when I got to work. It was beautiful. Never forgot. Wanted you guys to know. Cried like a baby.
1: Thank you very much for that. Moving on to other topics. You know, uh, Jensen, you heard I'm going to be a ukulele player, right? Oh, I know well. Zoe Bean Chanel. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this call's about.
4: I saw Bean's Instagram post about the ukulele. And uh, first thing about the ukulele, it's actually pronounced ukulele. I guarantee if you walk into the club and say, ladies, I've got an ukulele, and he's will hit the floor.
1: That's a nice side benefit. I didn't realize that the ladies are down with ukulele players. I think he's lying. Uh, <laughs> um, we got a couple of calls on animal stories, a regular feature we do here on the show. Here's the first. The lyrics are literally animal stories to cure your blues. <laughs> and we get stuck with a rat toe. Hmm. I, I don't feel better.
7: That whole yeah. that whole thing.
1: Yeah, this was a guy who was in the hospital with diabetes, so he had no feeling in his foot. And he woke up and realized in the hospital, woke up and realized that a rat had eaten a good portion of his foot. And you're not going to be pleased by this caller who's got some more information about that.
8: Hey, guys. Podcast listener here. I was listening to the animal stories about that rat eating the guy's foot. And I just want to let you know, I used to work at U.S.C. and as soon as I started hearing the story about the diabetes and a rat coming into the tent, I knew exactly what was going to happen. It's actually pretty common. Oh. And especially if the person's on drugs or has diabetes and they can't feel it, it oh, happens God. way more than we think. Yeah, we are just rat food, even if we're still alive. Have a good day! <laughs> Think about that. It happens
1: more than you imagine, yeah. you guys. I wanted that to be the only time it had ever happened. Yeah. It's like
4: a saw room. Like, it's like yes. that. It sounds like it's just like a torture that happens commonly.
1: Yes. Uh. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. Awful. We did a phone topic on people who have weird uh, phobias. This is one of the strangest ones you'll ever hear.
8: Hey, pretty people. Um, so I was listening to the podcast with uh, the weird phobias. And I just had to say that my phobia is ranch, like ranch dressing. Like, it's not that I don't like it, it's that it, I'm literally afraid of it. Like, talking about it right now is making me want to cry. Like, if it gets anywhere near me, just the thought of it being near me literally makes me want to crawl in my bed and cry. Like, I, I'm i getting nervous just talking about it. But ranch dressing, like, it, it needs to stay the F away from me. The bottle, the dressing, everything about it. Like, it, I'm scared of it, and I don't like it, and... Yeah,
10: that's my story.
1: Jensen, you want to tell her about your dog? I mean, <laughs> I, my dog is at brunch. Yeah. Oh, I thought brunch? it was Ranch. I thought it was Ranch.
4: My dog's name is Brunch because he's so white. I I'm sorry. A- yeah. For but some I- reason, I thought your dog's name was Ranch. Listen, I'm more <laughs> concerned about this woman when she passes like a Buffalo Wild Wings. Right. And yeah. And just keeps yeah. driving.
1: <laughs> Must would be terrible for
4: her. But I should get a dog named Ranch
1: here. <laughs> we also did a uh, topic recently on the worst place you ever vomited. And here's one to add to the list.
8: wanted to touch base with you guys on the worst place anybody ever threw up. I threw up in an oxygen mask with my oh. hands taped down to the table. I was having a C-section at the time, turned my head, threw up into the oxygen mask. It went back into my face, neck, hair, and I sat in it for four days. Have a good day, y'all.
1: Bye. <laughs> another another have a good day, by the way. It is great oh, that man. they have to sum it up with some scary. <laughs> uh, Allie, good news. Here's a fan of yours.
2: A-L-L-L-I-E-M-A-T-K-Y.
7: A-L-L-L-I-E-M-A-C-K-Y, Allie Mackey. All right. He was off with the whole thing. I'm going to
4: get a rat to eat off your leg. A-L-L-I-E, McKay.
1: It's Allie Mackey. All right, here's another fan of yours.
4: Allie Shark, do 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 Allie Shark, do 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 Allie Shark. Kevin Shark, the do do I messed up.
1: By the way, it won't surprise you. We uh, have been terrorizing, especially parents of little ones, uh, with the Baby Shark song on the air recently, which uh, was new to me, but I guess a lot of people have heard it thousands of times because their kids love it. That's what this call's about.
8: Hey, guys. um, So it's been about four days since Dean played the shark song, and uh, I don't even have kids. And uh, was getting in the shower, just started singing it. um, Thought maybe... uh, It left my brain after I heard it four days ago. But no, um, still in there. So thanks. God.
1: (laughs) Here's another list they're calling about Baby Shark. And this may be my favorite version of it yet. <laughs> His head's gonna explode, <laughs> and uh, finally, I—I uh, I guess I deserve this. Oh my God, that John Hamm is
3: so cute. What do you think, Kevin? What do you think, Ali? Mm-hmm. Bean,
1: how cute is he? Go ahead, tell us. Hit it, Steve. And now a moment with Bean. You—you you got John Hamm back as your uh, narrator again this year. He's pretty dreamy, right?
5: <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm let's be I'm, let's be honest, Keith. Let's just be near. I mean, he is f-ing amazing. Uh, F amazing, right?
7: <laughs> did you just cuss me? I did. I'm, I'm sure just, on and just made you cuss.
6: <laughs> that was a moment with me. <sighs>
7: Never heard it before. Unbelievable. Never heard it since. But Worth he it. said the
1: F-word. Yeah, Worth it. it. Worth <laughs> it. <laughs> 323-520-AFRO. We appreciate your call anytime, day or night, it's the Kevin and Bean Afro Line. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock KROQ. Actor, podcaster, comedian, writer, director, and sexy beast. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Shear back on the Kevin, the Beach one. Kevin and Bean K-Rock.
6: Excited to be
1: here. Paul, it's always a pleasure. We've had you on many times over the years, but you walk in today, and one of your best friends,
6: Jensen right. Carpus, is filling yeah. in for Kevin. I know. I'm very excited. And you know, we just got back from Chicago. We did.
4: We've yeah. talked about it here. You're going to get you're going to get berated a bit for it. I'm warning you in advance. <laughs> we, they you didn't come to the nerdiest part, but they do think I'm a huge nerd for what I did in my. Bed. Well,
6: look, I mean, like a pinball bachelor party mm-hmm. is unique, and I feel like. <laughs> But I will, in Jensen's defense, I will say he was not leading the charge to go play pinball Correct. at a historic so my pinball Matt. museum. Yes. Yeah.
4: okay. But but it was something I forced my friends to do when you really think about
1: it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Paul, what's your verdict though on a destination bachelor party? Is that asking too much of the of the people who are going to be standing up for you in your wedding?
6: Well, what is there to do in your own town that you haven't done? Yeah, That's what right. I kind of think. You know, he's it's right. like. Go away, enjoy yourself. A lot of people that I know have kids, right. so get them away from those. kids. Exactly. <laughs> when you can get away from the family and the kids, that's actually a vacation. I don't tell me wherever I go to Detroit, I'm in. Wait, wait, <laughs> I'll go to your back. <laughs> Preaching party. to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How do you guys know each other?
4: Uh, I think originally I worked in marketing for the television show Lost. Yes. And I wanted to do some things, and Damon and Carlton, who who did that show were really open to the idea of doing uh, some comedic stuff, and I knew Paul was a huge fan of
6: Lost, and I reached out as just a guy trying to hire a dude to come help. And it was really funny because we did this big prank at Comic Con where I presented Damon and Carlton, the creators of Lost, with this velvet uh, yes, black velvet painting of them, yes, with mm. a polar bear. Classy. And
7: Oh, a polar bear. Yeah, and we nice. played it so
6: straight, but it was totally you know planned and orchestrated. Yeah. Um, that it became a confusing part in my career. <laughs> <laughs> because on my Wikipedia page, it would be like, he's into painting. Yeah. And <laughs> at <Yes>. Comic-Con, oh, <laughs> presented this. So for the longest time, I'd be going and doing all these interviews, like, tell us about your painting. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't paint. Like, no, yes, you do. No, but, and, I was, and then I finally had to figure out how to like, remove that from my Wikipedia page, only because it was giving a false narrative that uh, I look, I stalked celebrities and gave them velvet paint. Do you know what that is? That's good marketing, baby. Yeah. You Boom. know
7: someone's adding that right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> it would be right
6: back up there. I get it. I deserve it for all the terrible add-ons that we've done for How Did This Get Made, which is that podcast I do. Uh, At one point, we were talking about this movie, uh, Deep Blue Sea. It's a shark movie. And Stellan Skarsgård is in it, but every time we talked about him, we called him Stellar Skateboard because our autocorrect changed it to Stellar Skateboard, and then our fans changed his Wikipedia page to Stellar Skateboard, oh. and so like and now it's permanently locked. And then like I called Ron Silver, uh, actor activist, and now his page says actor activist. So I deserve I deserve my deserve Wikipedia. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you
1: say it, and automatically it
6: just becomes a fact on the internet. That's yes. amazing. Our listeners, I'm sure. Just like your listeners are pretty amazing at editing Wikipedia to our whims, and then quickly get shut down. How many? Uh, how many episodes of how did this get made? Have you done, Paul? Oh, I, I feel
1: like you've been doing it a lot
6: for a long time. Yeah, we've been doing it a lot. Like we're coming up on our 200th episode, which for most people who have a podcast, they get that done in the first six months. But we take our time. We uh, we go a little bit slower here.
1: But uh, you'll never run out of movies. That's the no.
6: Thing about it. I know. We we. I mean, they keep on coming out. I mean, John Gotti or not John Gotti, just Gotti. The Travolta oh. movie just came out on iTunes. I cannot wait.
7: Oh. Yeah. Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
4: <laughs> 0%. Zero That's harder to get than 100 <laughs> percent.
6: I think zero is more of an achievement. You should definitely get an award. They sh- And they give you like a tomato award when you get 100 percent. You know, you should definitely get an award for zero yeah. percent. like a
4: real Rotten Tomato, like sent to your house. <laughs> they
6: just bombard yeah. your house with it.
1: <laughs> you know, you would, and I heard that Travolta was pretty good in that movie, too.
6: I heard the movie was terrible. Really? But I mean, was uh, good. No. where are you
4: hearing that I, from? No? <laughs> no? no. <laughs> Did you hear that from John Travolta? John Travolta.
6: Travolta though is like the Nicolas Cage school of acting. It's like I'm I'm in. I want to see what's happening, even if everything around him is like a burning house fire.
4: In the OJ mm-hmm. show, he basically played a cat. <laughs> 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 it was like, it was like his last scene was him just like licking milk and like purring. Like he
1: his whole scene is so weird. though. he <laughs> was awful on that. But I mean, here, here's a guy, John Travolta. I can't yes. believe we got off on this tangent. Yes, he, you know, started off obviously being nominated for an Oscar for Saturday Night Fever, right? I mean, he. Yeah. A, yeah, he
6: was great. In I mean, that movie. you know, he was started off even before that in Welcome Back, Connor. Like, yeah. he was a sex symbol, a young, virile, like, this is the guy. And then you get, look who's talking now when he's yeah. talking to yeah. dogs. <laughs> but, 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 but that I mean, was 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean,
1: God bless, uh, you know, God bless Tarantino for bringing him back. But yes. is he still kind of coasting on the hipness of how greedy he was in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> no. Is that why? No. I, mean,
7: no. I, I, I think he, that was over, that movie was what, 94? Yeah. I think it was over. 96. Yeah, we were done again. Because then he
6: did like Michael, like a year later, he's like an angel with wings. I mean, he's always dancing. Let's not
4: forget Battlefield Earth.
6: Oh my gosh. Oh, right. Yeah, no, Travolta has
4: really had quite a decline.
6: You know what? All I'll say is this kudos to Quentin Tarantino for making us think that he was that cool That's in the first true. place. Right. That's you know? true. Agreed. He did what it. What
7: about uh, the music video he did with uh, Olivia Newton-John? Oh, have fl- you seen that? Oh. No. Oh, oh, it's going to change your it's, life. <laughs> it's crazy
4: awkward. Oh <laughs> my god. It's,
7: it's one of my favorite you know when you just want to feel cringy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> makes you feel cringy times a hundred. Oh, it's my goodness. unlike anything you've ever seen.
6: I Well, look, I'm all in on Travolta and I do. I know we're making fun of him Mercilessly, but uh, I, I there is one movie that I recommend to all of you. Mm-hmm. It's called From Russia with Love. And um, my favorite thing about it was he has a shaved head in that movie. <laughs> and uh, in all of his press, he's like, yeah, people have been asking for a long time, like, John, shave your hair. People want to see what you look like bald. Oh, and I was like, all sh- right, I'll do it. It's like, we all know, Josh. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> oh. I mean, because he's got one of the weirdest toupees in all of mankind. Yeah. Like I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand the short cropped toupee. It's a weird choice. Well. Go full on. Uh, <laughs> give me William Shatner. Give me death. Do Not give me a crew cut, all right? You can't pull it off. Zenu acts in weird ways. Did you guys see this? Yeah.
1: In your long uh, career, and by the way, uh, you must have 150 things on your IMDb mm. page. You, you're a guy who's worked a lot over the years. Yeah. Um, ha- have you ever had to wear a toupee for any role that you've played?
6: Actually, uh, I am going to be wearing a toupee for a brand new show that's coming out this January that I'm doing for Showtime. Which I'm so excited about. Yeah, this is really cool. It's called Black Monday. It's uh, me, Regina Hall, Don Cheadle, Whoa. and Andrew Rannells. And it uh, takes place in the 80s uh, during the stock, uh, stock market crisis. Crash. Oh, so wow. uh, I do have a toupee, but I have a toupee uh, that is a toupee. I'm not trying to pull off the fact that I have uh, hair, and it's kind of a drama, right? Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 very comedy. Yeah, it's a dramedy. It has a very hard jokes, but then there's this big mystery that kind of propels each episode mm-hmm. through the end. Forgive me
1: if this is a dumb question, but because, you know, you were so well known as an Upright Citizens Brigade guy and have done so much comedy. Was there a point at which you thought, oh, my God, I am a dramatic actor, too. I can actually do this.
6: (laughs) Was that a tough and and was that a surprising uh, adjustment for you? You know, I think honestly, I think, you know, not to. To who cares about my my craft? But I, I think the, the one thing that UCB always teaches you uh, is to play everything real and at the height of mm-hmm. your intelligence. So if I can play a thing that, you know, an elephant just walked into a bank with a bow tie on, I can play that, you know, that I'm upset because I lost all my money. You know, it's like... You know, so I feel like they just give you the sense of, like, just committing to everything 100%. And
7: I've always been from the school of... Comedy's the hard part.
6: Yeah, I guess that's true. I yeah. mean, you know, I I, I feel like... You know, I I feel like I don't approach either different because I feel like when you push comedy, it gets real sweaty. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you're trying to do a joke or trying to do a big crazy character. I feel like that stuff is the stuff I don't respond to as much. So you were able to keep it real even in Piranha 3D. Oh, I mean, look, that's probably one of my most real performances. I mean, you know, uh, I would also I would I would almost direct you to the sequel Piranha 3D, where I showed up with uh, Ving Rhames, who had shotgun legs, yeah, yeah and le- huge
7: boobs, right? Uh, Double D.
6: Uh, well, yes, well okay. that that. Was was, I mean, just a, a beautiful play Tom. on words, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ving Rames and I, uh, Ving Rames did a thing that I've, I still love to this day. Um, He's a he is a you know a method actor, a Juilliard trained mm-hmm. actor, and mm-hmm. he's in a wheelchair in this movie. And I had to pull him out of the wheelchair, and he did not help me at all. And we Aww. liked each other, but he was like
7: <laughs> full weight
6: to pull Ving Rames out he's a big of the dude. Yeah. It's a big, muscular dude. It was the biggest challenge of my acting career. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I pulled Ving Rames, who is like one of the nicest guys ever. But he was dead weight, dead weight Ving Rhames. He also, funny. didn't
4: he? He forced them to use real. Piranhas. Uh, yes, of yeah. course, and that oh, was a little dangerous, method. but you know it
6: was North Carolina, so everyone was cool it was with it. Worth it.
1: Paul Shear is here. Believe it or not, he has two new movies out to talk about, yeah. and so much other stuff going on. We'll uh, take a quick break. Come back with our guest right after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Hey, um, just uh, Paul Shear is here, by the way, just uh, because of the last conversation. Here's an email. Dear Kevin and Bean, I'm going to the uh, How Did This Get Made podcast tomorrow. Hey. Oh, a, awesome. A, a group of friends uh, watched Action Jackson last night to prepare. It was horrible,
6: and I cannot
1: wait for tomorrow night to hear Paul and the crew. That is Erica, who will be in your audience I'm tomorrow I'm
6: very so. excited. Well, she's got a very good special guest uh, that she's going to see. It's oh, going to be really fun. Oh.
1: Is
4: it
6: Nora Jones? It is. It's actually Mumford and one of the summer.
1: All right. Let's talk uh, dealer's of choice here. You want to talk about Summer 03 first or Slice first? Well, let's talk about
6: Slice because it's actually out right now and people could get it. Um, this is the hardest movie to describe, <laughs> but uh, basically Slice is this like kind of midnight B movie where Chance the Rapper plays a werewolf in a town where pizza delivery boys are being murdered uh, and the city is blaming the ghosts. But... Uh, they also think it might be a werewolf, and we don't know what's really happening. Maybe it's the witches that are behind it. Does that did, make sense? Yeah. Did we need
1: another version
4: of this story, uh, Paul? Uh, I know, uh, originally made by oh. Orson Welles. You guys had to remake it. I
7: actually did this story. I think it was last week or the week before yeah. when they said it was going to come out in theaters for yeah. one day only, and I said this is the Mad Libs of <laughs> movies. Yeah. None of it made sense. Well, yeah. you know,
6: it's a. It's actually like a fun. It is like this midnight campy big. Big, mm-hmm. like uh, funny horror movie. I kind of describe it as like if uh, Scooby-Doo meets David Lynch, that's what this movie Sold. is. So Yeah. Sold. yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, and, and, and it, one of the things that's so great about it is Austin is this amazing filmmaker, so visual. He directed all of Chance the Rapper's uh, videos that you know and he... Just like has a passion for doing something that's different, and I feel like that's so refreshing. It's like it's not just a dramedy; it's not a bunch of like people in their forties in a house drinking wine, going like, "Oh, I'm not happy in my marriage." You know, like it's like we don't need more of those independent movies. We need more independent movies with werewolves and ghosts. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, we have, enough, for uh, we have
4: enough unsatisfied parents in our real life. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie,
6: the movie <laughs> is <laughs> the movie is great because it's got like Joe Curie from Stranger Things and Zazie Beats from Atlanta. Uh, it's it 's got uh Chris Parnell from Saturday Night live myself it's It's a big fun crazy movie that you can get on any video platform from PlayStation to iTunes and eat a pizza get real high and enjoy it what is the weird origin story of this movie that involves well, chances Instagram or whatever all right so this is the most this is the craziest thing so a twenty four who's known for these amazing movies like moonlight and just you know they're the the presenters of the best indie films out there uh Basically, Chance is going to do this movie with Austin. It's a script at this point. And someone makes a poster of Chance with like a slice uh, moped. And they pu- he puts a picture up on his Instagram page. New York Times writes an article. Chance the actor, and all of a sudden, A twenty four is like, "We're in. Here's money. We're financing your movie." So basically, just from an image on Chance's Instagram page, this movie got fully financed Unreal. by A twenty four. So
4: let that be a lesson to kids: if you
1: want to make a movie, just post a fake poster
6: <laughs> that on, on Instagram. It's Get that easy? Get the poster <laughs> up first.
1: Yeah. Now, did you know him before, Paul? I know Jensen goes way back with Chance. Did you and Austin and Austin, and yeah. Austin
4: Wesley. The jumper, yeah, because yeah, you gave uh, I gave Austin, Austin five thousand dollars with Chance to make a music video. It was their first
6: budgeted music video together so crazy yeah, yeah. i know i never knew them until uh i did this film and but uh, you know i did talk to jensen before i did it and he gave him like I a Austin, thumbs yeah. up yeah it's like it's fun because you know it's just it's a you get these people who get a chance to make a movie and i feel like they put everything into it and he's just one of those guys really fun and really visual he did the chance video where they're on like the subway train in chicago literally on, like, a moving subway train. It's crazy. Mm, he's really great. All right, so that one is called Slice, and
1: it's available on digital platforms. The other movie that you have coming out is in theaters on September the 28th, and yes. this
6: one has a lot of buzz right now. God, the kids love this Joey King, by the way? Yes, they Joey love King. love her. She's amazing. Uh, she's in this movie, The Kissing Booth, on Netflix, like the most-watched Netflix movie mm. of all time, and um, and this movie is directed by Becca Gleason, who's just this great uh, writer-director, and her... Movie is based on a true story where uh, her grandmother on her deathbed uh, brings her family in, reveals a secret to each one of us, and she tells Joey King... Uh, the Careful se- here. I know. I'm going to try to be... I think I, I think I can do it with uh, initials, okay. right? I can do it with initials. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, she brings Joey King in, and she said, Look, the secret to life is learning how to give a good B.J., and God uh, bless grandma. Yes, and so uh, this sets this girl off on this crazy coming-of-age story about what that means, and it kind of, like, breaks apart our family because we each get this piece of information, and it's a really funny comedy, but also, like, uh, a great coming-of-age story from uh, a female perspective that I think you don't often see, and we went to South by Southwest with it, and it was uh, really well-received there, and uh, Andrea Savage from I'm Sorry is in it, and Jean She's great. great. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing, and so it's a great fun, cast, very, very different movie. Uh, I get to play a dad. But so, there is a okay. werewolf
4: in this one, too. Oh, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. Oh, she does give a BJ to a werewolf. Uh, that is... Uh, that, oh, I should have led with that. Yes, I, yeah.
7: I have given BJs for pizza, so it's all tied um, in. Absolutely. absolutely.
6: Look at uh, Allie. How rare
1: is it that we have an actor who comes in who uh-huh. loves both of the projects that he's promoting, <laughs> and he's not, just, he's not just he's not faking it for the studio. He's like, guys, these are really good. It's well, awesome.
4: I, for reals, Paul has been a mentor in my life, uh, in comedy especially, considering one of my first gigs was with him, and I, that is something that I've always looked up to him for. He doesn't do uh, anything that he
6: doesn't at least want to have fun in. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, you're in this world right now, and thank you for saying that, that's very nice of you, but I, I feel like we're in this world where the pay is not going to, like, I didn't do any of these things for the pay. Like, at one point, yeah, sure, put me in Transformer 7. I'll be like, oh, yeah, man, the Autobots are real crazy this time. You're never going to believe what happened? I very much look forward to that, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, when you're doing these things, you're literally getting paid, you know, hundreds of dollars. So it's like <laughs> the only reason why you should be doing it is because it's fun yeah. and you like the people. And so, you know, and I feel like that's, uh, that's why you're in it. The whole reason, you know.
7: Will you be doing more? I'm sorry. I know they just yes. wrapped season two.
6: I did. I did come back this season, and uh, and by the way, I, without spoiling anything, it does share some DNA with what we've just spoken about. Ah. Uh, I won't say what okay. part, but yeah. Oh right. dear. Yeah. Sounds Pizza, like someone's obviously. a werewolf. <laughs> uh. Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Wait,
4: um, aren't, you, aren't you? You're you're in an upcoming drama that's like a war movie.
6: Oh yes. I'm in a what? civil war yeah. I'm in a civil war movie. Uh, <laughs> I think that's ca- just trunk history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called Emperor and it's a story about uh this actually this uh slave that created the world's largest manhunt. It's like it's essentially the movie is like the fugitive with this like slave who uh just like just ran crazy through the South and, like, escaped and had this in- incredible, incredible story. It's a wow. true story. Yeah. In
4: case you can think you know Paul's career, I thought I'd throw that out there <laughs> wow. just to
1: show you you know
6: nothing Amazing. about what he's
1: into. Yeah. Paul, Paul Shear, forgive me if uh, I should know this, have you written a
6: movie? I have not written a movie. I've written TV and I've done my own TV shows and I stuff feel like, like, like you need to write a movie. I, I feel should, like you're a maybe. guy with a ton of great ideas. Uh, well, I'm, I get cast in movies with people who have great ideas, so mm-hmm. definitely that. But, uh, yeah, no, i it's, uh, you know, movies are are tough uh I like to be in them, but TV feels better. You, I, it's much easier to kind of pound out like 30 pages instead yeah. of uh, 120.
4: Yeah, Paul I, had his own show called
1: NTSF. That was great.
6: I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That was so, funny.
1: All right, so the podcast is called How Did This Get Made? Yes. And uh, that's uh, wherever you get your podcast: your role, yeah. iTunes, whatever. Uh, you have a, a new podcast uh, called Un- Unspooled yes. as well.
6: That's super fun. We actually watch great movies on that, so we we're going down the AFI top 100 list. Of films, and I'm doing it with this film critic, Amy Nicholson, who is fantastic. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we're just like watching these great movies that I've never seen. Like, I don't know if you guys have like seen Citizen Kane. Like, I never saw Citizen mm-hmm. Kane until I did this podcast. I was like, oh, this is great. Or High yeah. Noon or E.T. Ali, I
1: just watched The Godfather for the first time this year, sure did. Paul. See? But
7: that's and, like. But, here's the thing. It was yeah. perfectly fine.
6: Yeah, and, and didn't love it. But you know <laughs> what? And that's what we're kind of. And that's what we're kind of finding. Like, what are we connected to that we think is great? Like, mm-hmm. I love E. T. But I wonder if you show that to somebody right now. Yeah. How much is that is built up into my the fact that that Nostalgia, was my childhood? Yeah. My childhood. I
1: think I think E. T. Holds up a hundred percent. I it think E. T. Does. Is brilliant today as it was the day it came
6: out. Wait till really you
7: get do. to the holiday.
6: But just. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but just okay on God. That is interesting because Godfather is like, you know, viewed as being one of the seminal works. Yeah, it took the the, uh, Citizen Kane spot. It's
4: now the number one movie of all time, yeah.
6: Here's the best thing is, like, (laughs) when we're doing this list, number one movie on IMDb, number one movie of all Uh, time.
4: uh, Green Mile?
6: Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. I knew it was oh, Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank, Shawshank is number one really? on the MDB, I knew it was one of them. And, uh, and Citizen Kane is, like, number 70. And then on the AFI list, Citizen Kane is number one. And Shawshank is 70. So it's a well, real it just shows you how old
1: the people are to make
6: the list, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess so,
1: yeah. All right. Slice is uh, on all digital platforms. That's the Chance movie we were talking about yes. in summer. 03 is in theaters on September 28th. Paul, it's always a pleasure when you stop Thank by the you Kevin so show. Thank you guys so
6: much. We loved, I love being here. It was great. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock,
10: K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Q. Selling a little or a lot?
1: Hey, uh, Allie's here with What's Happening, and since it's Friday, this is a very special one that we look forward to all week long.
7: Yes, we do this every Friday about this time. It is when we highlight songs that we put on our playlist. Our playlist is called That's My Jam, and every member of the Kevin and Bean Show adds a song that they're into at the moment. It might be something brand new, might be something that came across their shuffle, and they're like, Hey, I forgot about that song. That's great. So we just want to show you all of our different tastes because a lot of people don't know this. We don't pick the music that what? you hear here what? on K Rock. I know what? it's shocking. What are you talking so stop, about? Stop!
4: All I want to hear in my real life is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, stop
7: tweeting us about songs you don't want played over and over. Not not our fault, really at all. But we respect it. So if you go to our um, socials at Kevin and Bean. You can click on the That's My Jam playlist, give it a follow, and every single week you're going to have new music from everyone here on The Kevin and Bean Show in your ears. Kevin is not here today, but he did choose a song. It is Nile Rodgers and Chic, and the song is called Sober.
1: I was surprised that that was Kevin's pick. He's not a disco guy.
7: Mm -mm. No, the other day, didn't he say, when did disco end? And we were like, (laughs) "Um, all right.
1: Well, apparently never. Right. Yeah. If Sheik is still around, but Nile Rodgers, man, what a talent.
7: Amazing. Just amazing. Bean, you're up next. Uh, For the first time
1: in 15 years, Brody Dahl has put out a song as a member of the Distillers. That band broke up, you know. Then she went off and did a couple of other things, including a solo record. But the band is back together again. And I love them so much. What was that song we used to play, Chip, all the time by them?
8: Uh, City of Angels.
1: City of Angels was a great song, yeah. Uh, And we played some other songs throughout the years. Their new one, though, after 15 years, is called Man vs. Magnet. Here's new Distillers. Uh, Drain the Blood was another one we used to play that I used to love, too. But well, that was I my just, bar mitzvah theme. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am glad <laughs> that they are back. It's uh, good to have them on a, on a playlist again.
7: Excellent. Well, Jensen, we knew you would be filling in for a couple days yes. this week, so we wanted to hear your pick as well.
1: Uh, mine is a kid
4: whose real name is Kevin O'Neill, but goes by Little Zubin, L-I-L-Z-U-B-I-N. He's from Philadelphia, 29 years old, uh, and he's uh, sort of a sad guy. Are you looking at me like they, they didn't change it?
7: Uh... Okay. Let's well, let's see let's if see. this is it. Either
4: way, let's see. I'll I'll change it because anyway, let's see what this is. Nope. Uh, no, but it's okay. <laughs> I changed it but no one knows. That's k okay, baggins. Is- let's play that okay. and I'll, I'll do a little zoo. Yeah. That's I babe- was listen.
7: wondering why Kevin now went by Babio Baggins. Ba- Babo Baggins.
4: Okay, Babo. Uh, Babo Baggins, who is, I, I first heard, uh, did a collaboration with Drake that he leaked mm-hmm. out uh, They, it's a gender neutral, okay. uh, Babo Baggins. They, uh, ha- that's an incredible song that you can listen to now called Mice or Men. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, kind of like a new take on country. Let's, can we play it a little bit now that I feel like I know what it is? All right, it Babo Baggins is kind of a cool pop take on country music. Okay. Uh, they started in hip hop a bit mm-hmm. and now we 're going towards pop country, which is a very strange transition.
5: Mm-hmm. We have
4: to start doing things that just make us look like we've got our act together here because we're all looking just really, really, really really Uh, floppy. Well, Little Zubin's also good.
7: (laughs) You do hear a little picking, like on a banjo. Yeah, it's got a little country in it. Excellent. Well, my pick is a guy that I randomly saw at a... It was a wine and cheese event in Park City, and my friend was in charge of getting somebody to come and perform. And I don't know if she was like, let's F up these Utah people. But she's like, I brought in this guy. He's got tattoos on his neck, all over his arms. But he has this sound. It's like this New Orleans, like swamp rock, bluesy sound. And he wound up being one of my absolute favorites. His album from 2006 called Change in the Weather. To this day is an album I will listen from start to finish. His name is Eric Lindell. And his new album came out this week. It's called Revolution in Your Heart. And this is just a little taste of what he sounds like. It's a song called Appaloosa.
2: I can't wait until dawn. A little silvery morning, a starlit sky. I will ride to Appaloosa from the city to Appaloosa to see
7: you again. I'm telling you, when this guy gets going on the guitar, it is. It's boner inducing. It's real good. But it's like an Americana blues type of feel. But he's just like a Northern California dude that went to New Orleans and was like, yeah, I'm staying here and I'm making music. And he's really Mm. great. So all of those songs are on our That's My Jam playlist linked to our at Kevin and Bean Facebook and Twitter. So go over there and give it a follow. Some birthdays for you. Some great people like Beer Mug. And that's what's happening.
1: The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous BK rock Very excited about this. Everybody ready for some poop talk? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, American Vandal Season 2 debuts today on Netflix. Season 1, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, nominated for an Emmy. We'll find out how that goes on Monday. Dan and Dan Lagana, showrunner and executive producer, and Parole, co-creator and executive producer from American Vandal, join us in Yay. the studio right now. Yay. Hey, boys. Yeah. How are you? Oh, thanks for having us. We're huge fans of the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry that uh, oh, Kevin sorry. is out sick today, so you don't get a chance to see him. But Sit we're right delighted in front to have of you. me. I'm literally sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> it was
7: rude, Jensen. It was rude. We're I'm so sorry you have to see Jensen here. today I'll instead of then. Kevin.
1: So, so, guys, I don't even know where to start. The dumbest TV idea ever was American Vandal season one. Yet somehow you've managed to top it with season two. It's a miracle. It really is. Uh, how did the how did the whole thing begin? Where did, how did where did one even come from?
9: Um, it came from an apartment where I was living with three other guys, and I just threw on making a murderer while doing laundry, and I'm like, we got to do a stupid version of this. And then <laughs> I live with my co creator, um, so I walked literally five feet to his bedroom, uh, and I'm like, hey, what are we gonna do? What's the dumbest loop? And so I think we okay. always knew that those would be our two major dumb jokes. Well,
7: and you say poo for two which of was course. smart <laughs> oh, yeah. so smart that yeah. When, just, when uh, you
4: had that idea and you walked five feet to the room, did you ever think you'd win a Peabody?
7: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all,
9: all Peabody winning shows were, were developed like in your boxers, in your apartment. Yeah. You're um, so
7: Massachusetts. You just made Peabody Peabody. Uh, I can't probably,
9: with you. No, both of us. Oh, we're, good no, Lord. Yeah, we're both, we're both
1: Peabody <laughs> Peabody. Tony <laughs> yells at us when we say them like, we're Massachusetts it's yeah. yeah, it's Peabody. Do. That's yeah. what it is. It's Peabody. Yeah. Um, one uh, quick radio note. Unfortunately, we can't refer to to penises by that euphemism. Oh. I know it sounds like a really mm-hmm. dumb rule, but mm. that is a rule. So, just for future reference. So, the first season was all about tracking down who was, uh, who was drawing penises all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, season two, you come back with poop. And I got to tell you, um, there are indelible scenes mm. in movies and television shows that you will never, ever, ever get out of your mind. Like Sasha Baron Cohen being sucked up into an elephant. I mean, you just, you see it once and you know Jim Carrey. it's. Jim Carrey being, right?
4: I no, was that,
7: it wasn't Jim. It was uh, the other one. In Dumb and Dumber, that poop scene? That's uh, what I'm going I'm with. I'm thinking
4: about Jim Carrey in a rhino. Anyway, this is getting oh, off topic. Oh, Sasha
7: Baron Cohen goes into a elephant. Oh, in the dictator? Yeah. No. Right. In, in, uh, all right. In all
1: right.
4: Sorry. Talking,
7: sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry.
1: Sorry. My point is, <laughs> Jensen, you're fired. My I, point is leaving. the brownout, which is when a school body gets diarrhea all at once and has no place else to go, is the grossest thing i've ever seen on film so congratulations gentlemen oh thank
3: you i mean tough talk.
1: day uh, tough day filming <laughs>
9: yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> you, you and i both got poop on each other i don't think for the brown but for the but for one of the other poop crimes the poop <laughs> flings in a way that like was like far-reaching and went over to Villa video village and we had poop all over our clothes for one of the the shoot days there,
3: there w- was one reenactment where i had to try to the, the prop guy was having trouble getting poop in one of the teacher's mouths mm-hmm. and i had to <laughs> take a knee and yeah. make the shot
7: i mean for america is yeah, what it did. Really, yeah. You're, the, really... you're the colin
4: kaepernick of poop yes, yes. <laughs>
7: now how uh, what did you use as the poop
9: this was a long process mm-hmm. in, in developing the right consistency sure. of the poop. Also, color is a huge deal. No Absolutely. two poops are alike.
7: Amen. Um,
9: <laughs> and so the props department just spent weeks developing the right type of kind of clay substance to make mm-hmm. it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but big shout out to our colorist Shane Reed for making each poop like color differently. Because, again, it's it's never going to be the same shade right. of brown.
7: I will say this about uh, when the trailer came out, I watched it and it was with... Such glee that I sent it to Omar from the show because he loves everything poop, and I said, "I need this whole trailer to play on the show because it's the greatest thing I've ever seen <laughs> oh. in my life." Kevin and I were in instantly. This one Bean was like, "That's it's too much. It's, it's too, much. too much." I'm yeah.
1: not a poop fan. Yeah, I, I'm not a poop fan. But here's what I'm going to tell you: This is the ultimate compliment. Is despite the brownout, despite how painful that was, and despite how it burned my retinas. I love this show, and I've only seen the first two, but I can't wait to see the rest of it because it's so funny. Look, you got got this Catholic school where somebody spikes the lemonade. I'm not – there's no spoiler alert here, right? Mm. It's in the trailer. So yeah. everybody's pooping, and that's what the whole show is about is trying to figure out who is – who's the turd the burglar, as they call him. Yeah. It's insane. And our friend uh, Adam Ray, by the way, plays the investigating officer. We're so happy to see him in that. It was great. Adam was great. I mean, the truth is, we're mystery
3: first. I know we're Mm -hmm. making a lot of poop jokes, but the the first two, three weeks in our writer's room, we just talk about writing the most compelling crime possible. Yeah. So we will pull you in with the dumbest idea you've Mm -hmm. ever heard (laughs) and then somehow find a way to make you care about it.
7: I will tell you this. I finished it. Was I expecting to cry? sure wasn't did oh. i absolutely oh, did that makes us feel the so good. last 5 minutes of this i was just like oh god <laughs> you guys this is amazing <laughs> it is you you forget that the story is about poo yeah. and it just becomes about students and things that they go through and things that they're faced with that i wasn't faced with back in the day mm-hmm. between you know the relationships with other students and relationships with social media that plays a big part in this it was so well done i'm gonna say right now i feel like maybe i didn't laugh as much as i did in season one but i felt more in season two and i like to feel you guys yeah well that's a huge compliment yeah Yeah. i'll take it it was great yeah we
3: we take a lot of pride in those final monologues those those final moments where it kind of all ties together yes uh, I don't. I mean, Tony Asenda, uh, the co-creator, directed all eight episodes. I mean, just
1: kills all these moments.
3: It's these
7: really moments. good. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you guys this: We're talking with uh, the executive producers of uh, season two of American Vandal on Netflix now. If Netflix did not exist, if we didn't live in this golden age of television on demand, would somebody else have made this show? Do you think? um probably and part of the
5: thing
4: <laughs> he's like absolutely
1: he's like uh, i'm the co-creator he's like, I'm very so good yes, yeah
4: <laughs> on
9: CBS right after Hawaii 50 yeah ironically this is a CBS studio show um and it's i think their first poop and penis show but uh, i will say this like we thought that we had to do this idea, get this out really quickly, because it, it, true crime was, was a huge deal, still is. Mm-hmm. But you think about Making Murder, The Jinx, Serial, all came out within about a year of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Tony and I were like, not only do we got to do this, we got to do this fast while well, this is still a thing. Uh, but luckily, it didn't go away, and true crime is actually bigger now than it was when we started, and so we have more and more documentaries to draw from.
3: Yeah, Great. Our, our influences are all so much smarter than us. Like, we talk about <laughs> Errol Morris all the time, and Yeah.
7: Yeah. This this uh, takes some turns, you guys, this this show. I'm telling you. Well, I did not see any of this coming.
1: I'm very oh. sorry yeah, that, that uh, my co-host Kevin is not here today because he is going to be hearing uh, sound bites from this show for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> for, and thank you so much for naming one of the major characters Kevin. But let me play a couple of my favorites from uh, American Middle.
10: So, Kevin... He's like one of those guys who's constantly doing an impression of a smart guy.
1: I mean, that's our He's Kevin, probably too. Probably I love perfect it. Perfect for Kevin. <laughs> this is what you'll be hearing forever on the Kevin to Show.
2: Why did Kevin poop his own pants?
7: <laughs> perfect again for Kevin as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And this one? Kevin likes the attention. That's why he acts the way he does.
7: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good.
1: Thank you so yeah. much for all the Kevins. <laughs> of course. So, uh, <laughs> tell me how. Uh, tell me the, how it works. The day the Emmys are announced, and you guys are up for outstanding writing. You get the. You get a, a phone call, or you're up watching, or how does it work?
9: Well that I guess we that came in the form of an email. Yeah. And uh and we were thrilled. I mean it's it's a group process. Dan Lagana does an incredible job of running the writers room. And uh, uh
3: yeah. I I mean the the writing of the show is it's pretty crazy. I mean if you saw one of our scripts, we it's it's like all of it insert the the instagram messages the the tweets Mm -hmm. the insert drone shot and then the scene work all in between so it it is it it looks it looks like we're doing something really silly but when you dissect it there's a million little pieces and it all kind of starts in that writer's room
1: so what a what a fun and nice nod to get now, will we not find out till Monday whether you won, or is yours one that has already been announced in the pre Emmys? No, we didn't win. <laughs> no, oh. sorry. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. I'm just, no,
3: I'm just kidding. We don't have no idea. Oh, you don't know <laughs> Yeah, you know,
5: don't no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, Dan. You know real turn. Way to be optimistic, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we must
4: have been raised
1: by the same parents. <laughs> so, are you guys going Monday? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're who's, all Who's Who's the favorite in your category?
9: What is what is it? I, Versace at the thing. The odds. It's probably
1: that. Yeah.
7: Oh, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> I know. Doesn't he have <laughs> enough? That's what I'm saying. Are you enough. up against
4: Atlanta? Uh, no, no we're, we're limited. limited, we're series. limited series. Okay, good. I was going to say because Atlanta's going yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really to Atlanta. no, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. beat you. Yeah, yeah. No, we love it. We love Atlanta. Is going to beat you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, look, I know that the the vast majority of people have not even had the chance to start to season two yet, so I'm not, I don't I want you guys to be able to enjoy the launch, but I have to ask, now that you've done penises and now that you've done poop, I mean, is it is season three vaginas or what? Oh uh, that's a fair question.
3: We get <laughs> that it? one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
1: I mean I feel like that's where we're all
4: headed. Have you thought it about
8: being, yeah. is it?
4: Yeah. At least one of us want a peabody in this room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we know what it is. We we just can't say it. We
9: can't... Oh, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah we've, been, we've been already
3: talking about season three, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. But, but okay. the, the big thing for us is just to keep evolving in between seasons. Right. Like, season two is so different than season it one. It really is. You know, and, yeah. and I want people to tune in and be like, I can't believe these guys did this. Yeah, You know, so... Yeah, we we we're cooking up something good.
1: I know that people who like poop and that kind of comedy Mm -hmm. are already in when they see the commercial. But I guess what I'm saying is, it's a great show, even if you're not into the poop, like me, for instance. (laughs) I mean, that that's a that's a real compliment that I was able to get past the brownout and Mm -hmm. enjoy and become involved in these characters. So you guys did a great job. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much. American Vandal debuts today on Netflix. Check it out. Ali has already binged watched and gives it. Three thumbs up, right?
7: I loved it so and two much. Tearing N- <laughs> two tearing eyes.
4: Two. She cried watching two. a show about poop. I That's did. Great. I
7: did. <laughs> That's
1: great. All right. fate. Th- so thank you, Dan. And thank you, Dan. Cool. Thank, thank you. you.
0: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. K-Rock.
1: All right. Anything goes, you guys. It's time to keep it 100. Yeah, I got to keep it 100. I keep it
2: 100. I keep it 100. I keep it 100. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. Keeping it 100. 100
1: Every Friday morning here on the Kevin and Bean Show, just before 9, we invite you to pick the song. Anything we've ever played on K-Rock, and we, if we still have it, we'll play it for you. Here's what we just missed this time around. Now, Steve from Azusa was texted number 99. He wanted sugar by System of a Down. Which, by the way, may still be my favorite System of a Down song. I would not have been mad at that at all. Okay. And Texture one uh, one hundred one was Rachel out in the nine hundred nine going old school. alley, you would have enjoyed One Step Beyond by Madness. Oh, oh. love it! It's a pretty great. Uh, it's a pretty great choice there. But maybe another week. Brad and Covina, however, was Texture one hundred, and he joins us on K Rock right now. Hey, Brad. Yo, bong bong, bong bong.
2: Bon, bon, you bon, as bon. well.
1: What is going on with you today, young man? What are you up to? Uh, you know, just working, living the dream. Where do you Where do you work? What kind of work do you do? Uh, I work for Dewey Pest Control. Oh, okay, and cool. and you get to listen to K Rock at work. I do. I drive around and listen to you guys
3: uh, all morning.
7: Hey, Brad. while well, we've got you. I have these weird bugs recently. It looks like they're almost like a, a silvery color, and they're like long and thin.
3: Silverfish. And they're crawling around on the ground. Yes. Yeah.
4: What silverfish. It, yeah, silverfish. silverfish. They, they, it, during heat, uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong, because I could just join Dewey Pest Control at any point in my okay. life if I'd like. Uh, th- this happens during weather changes. Uh, between. It's like they they look for refuge, no?
3: Yes, but most of the time you get them when uh, you have a water leak or if you have, uh, like, a crawl space in your house.
4: There you go. Uh, what now, if I
7: had a, a roof that was leaking for about eight months? Would I have gotten them then? <laughs> yes
1: yeah all is right it, this all makes it, sense now is it likely <laughs> they will band together and attack allie in her oh. sleep like joe's apartment yeah. <laughs> no
7: okay okay no
1: all right, all right. So thank you brad any other pest control questions so allie all you good it.
7: yeah silverfish you're saying all right okay.
1: brad how did you come up with the song you chose uh you know song was epic in high school uh Came up on the iPod Shuffle, and then I figured, you
3: know what? It's not crash test dummy, so it's good for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, Brad from Covina, he is a texter one hundred for Keep It One Hundred. Why don't you introduce the song for the K Rock audience?
3: Yes, uh, I just want you guys to know Happy Friday, and here's uh Sponge with
2: Mully. Sixteen candles down the drain.
1: There it is on Keep It 100. The band is called Sponge. Now, that was a tribute kind of to 16 Candles, I assume, right? The song is called Molly. And then in parentheses, 16 Candles Down the Drain. It's got to be related, right? I would think. Yeah, unless sure. it's about ecstasy. Which it is also, <laughs> Jensen. Listen to this. It's a story about a girl who fell in love with one of her teachers right before her 16th birthday and then tried to kill herself with an overdose of ecstasy. Hey, there you yeah. go. So a little bit of both. Allie, every week on Keep It 100, we ask you to test your memory, test your era. Yeah,
7: that what- it was definitely mid-90s. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go... Mid nineties, nineteen ninety five. Boom, oh my oh my
4: God. God, ladies and gentlemen, you got it first chance. No I one do heard. It every no time. one
1: heard you yell for it <laughs> last minute. No one, mm. absolutely nobody. That was the uh, biggest song from the band Sponge. It's called Molly. Sixteen candles down the grain side. Great again. Thank you so much to Brad from Covina. He is our Keep It One Hundred texter, and we'll do it again next week here on K Rock.
2: Keep it one hundred.
0: It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock.
1: Allie, yeah final look at what's happening.
7: Let's do it. Shall we?
1: Yeah, is this going to be the Cypress Hill one? Because I've been jonesing to hear that again.
7: Yes, we played it a few hours ago. Cypress Hill is returning with their first album in eight years. It's entitled Elephants on Acid. It's due out September 28th through their new label home on BMG and they released a song this morning called Crazy and it is awesome. So my mind so high,
2: nobody. You, know now. you come at me, I'm about to snap. Don't come close, Got strap
5: on the my crazy. i I'm, go
1: like I'm, I'm so happy <gasps> they are back. Yes! So happy. Got a hey, Dr. Green Thumb vibe. It is so Very good. much so. So good. And I asked earlier because I was surprised to hear the lady singing mm-hmm. on it. Did, what, we did a deep dive on that. What did we find out about her?
7: Well, I, I texted uh, Eric Bobo and he said her name is Brevi.
1: All right. That's is all she, I got. Oh, we don't know where she's from?
4: Really? Nope. Okay. She right. has
7: very few followers on yeah. Twitter trying to figure it all out. I did
4: a small dive, and yeah. she's very connected to Cypress Hill. She's been working with them for a while.
7: Her okay. voice is incredible. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I can't wait for that. Oh, I like it so very much. They've got some shows coming up in L.A., and uh, tomorrow out in Ontario... That's uh, an okay lineup. What was it? It
4: Uh, was Wu-Tang doing 36 Chambers, Mm -hmm. uh, Snoop Dogg doing Doggy Style. Uh, You have uh, Bone Thugs in Harmony, Cypress Hill. You have Afro Man, who has that one song that probably is used at every Smokeout concert. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And
1: then a bunch of other people, too.
7: Uh, Unreal. Be real. What? It's Be (laughs) real.
1: (laughs) Great American Smokeout, tomorrow, 7 p.m., Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario, if you want to check it out.
7: Good stuff. Uh, Before, I had teased you guys that, you know, Oscar speeches full of thank yous. Award winners get up to the stage. They start rambling. They're thanking their parents, the Academy, all those people. But they did a deep dive, and they found out how many people from the stage thanked the people on this list. Okay. Okay. So give me some guesses. I just have the top ten for you here. I'm going to
4: say one you don't want to hear, but Harvey Weinstein's been thanked way too many times at the Oscars.
7: He has been thanked 34 times. He came in at number two. Absolutely.
1: Um, May I take a guess? Yes. Earth, wind, and fire...
7: Yes, Earth, Wind, and Fire. People were like, do you remember? And everyone's like, yes. Uh, uh,
4: I have um, Emanuel uh, from the, the... Emmanuel
7: Lewis, Webster. <laughs> yes, yes. Just out of the top ten.
4: Uh, no, uh, Ari Emanuel. Uh,
7: no, oh, but wow. Super Agent, right? Yeah, Super nope. Agent to the he, stars. He That's is... a good guess. Yes, very good guess. Uh,
4: Michael Ovitz, Steven Spielberg.
7: So, well... You got to pick one. Okay, Which one Spielberg is it? First. Of course, number one, right. Steven Spielberg with forty-two. Uh, he's been thanked
1: more than anyone else ever at the Oscars. That's crazy. That's interesting to me. I mean, he's won
4: so many as a as a director or producer. So. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just
7: worked with so many people and yeah. people that would say I, either a he gave me my start or yeah. people mm-hmm. that say I was so inspired by him.
2: All right, makes I have a guess.
7: Sense. Okay. No-ho-hank? No-ho-hank will be thanked <laughs> at the Oscars when and the Emmys and probably the Grammys because he's the greatest character on Barry ever.
4: Um, I will go with, I'm of. I, I feel like Ron Howard or Brian Grazer. I'm going with Brian
1: Grazer.
7: You would be incorrect on both in the top ten, but th- both of them make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: it um, Fergie?
7: No, just out of just out of the top Scorsese? 10. Scorsese is tied at number 10 okay. with 15. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: How about Pablo the Dinosaur?
7: No, uh, <laughs> not Pablo the Dinosaur.
1: Uh, could I interest you in? And I'm comedy legend Ted Danson.
7: <laughs> nope, I wish. How
1: about Johnny Utah?
7: Mm-mm, although should be, right? Uh, Woody Allen? Woody Allen, not in the top 10.
4: Okay, okay. I just keep going with disgraced people. <laughs> right. okay. uh, this is
2: Groucho Marx.
4: Robert Plansky? <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I see what Bill you're Cosby? doing. No, it Bill Cosby? No, is Bill
1: Cosby on there? Neither oh, of those right. in the top ten. At this point, why don't you just unveil Give it to it us. us, Allie? All
7: right. Top ten. Martin Scorsese uh, tied with Saul Zainz. I don't know who that
1: is. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, producer. Yeah. Okay. Saul Zainz? Wasn't he the
7: fantasy sure. records guy too? I don't uh, know. All right. Good name, though. Number nine, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, oh sure. Tied with Barry Osborne. Okay. Don't,
1: don't know him. Okay. Number
7: eight, Sheila Nevins.
1: Okay. M- must producer. be a producer, yeah, a producer producer.
7: number seven, Fran Walsh.
1: Oh, that's uh, James uh, Cameron's yeah. producing partner, yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Number six. No, Peter
4: Jackson's partner.
1: Yes, yes correct. Right, correct, right. correct. Yes. Lord of the Rings.
7: Number six, God.
4: Oh, I thought we were going. Oh. I thought we were going with like, uh, like people in the audience. Well, maybe God is in the audience. We just don't know. Hello. Maybe God is one of us.
1: How what dare if? You. How um, dare you. Is it? Uh, is Jesus separate on the list, or is that encompassed with God?
7: People don't thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, they <laughs> okay. thank God. All right, so God. All right is uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit (laughs) on the list? Come on! What about Santa? (laughs) Number five is Peter Jackson, which makes sense. With Fran Walsh. Number four... George Lucas.
4: Oh, I thought you were going to say George Lopez. George <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> ah, I want to thank amazing. George Lopez at the Oscars.
7: Now I need someone to thank someone George Lopez. Someone has
4: to say thank you, George Lopez. Uh, thank you, God. Before God, George Lopez.
7: But George Lucas. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't, um,
1: That's weird because the Star Wars universe is not rich with
3: Oscar wins. No. Yeah, or
1: batteries not included. Odd. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh,
7: number two, James Cameron. Oh, that, that. Made oh yeah. Yeah, that would have been. a lot of, of Titanic. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and number two Harvey Weinstein, and number one <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Harvey
1: Weinstein. Wow, <laughs> like, he won't be thanked anymore. <laughs> no, no.
7: What? You know what? You never know. You never, never know. know. Oh, the way this world works. Yeah. We ever think Mel Gibson would be back up there making movies? You never yeah. know. You that's never right. know. Well, this is about the time that Kat would come in and tell us cool things that are happening all over Los Angeles, Orange County. But she is traversing the world because that's what Kat does. I don't know what happened with smash, Smashing Pumpkins, but she got on a plane right after. She's like, I'm leaving the country.
4: Yeah, she said <laughs> she She told us she's going to see a band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers. She is. Which is a cover band uh, mm-hmm. that, that obviously smoke pipes. Uh, no, they play back. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that wow, makes yeah. more sense yes, than what I was thinking. All right, yes. so what are we
7: doing
1: instead with Cat in Scotland? What what instead?
7: Uh, we've got ship that has something cool in Orange County. Allie,
8: hockey is coming soon. Yes, it is. And uh, coming up is the Ducks' 25th anniversary season. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, starting at 10 a.m. Saturday, they're doing 25 hours of hockey. Oh. So between 10 a.m. Saturday going through 10 a.m. Sunday ending with the Ducks scrimmage, there's, there's hockey games going on all day long. And I'm playing at 1 a.m., no, on no, Sunday God. night at on the, Honda, the Center. Yeah, Honda Center. Yeah, Sunday morning at the Honda Center, one fifteen wow. a.m. Uh, my hockey podcast, Totally sides. We teamed up with Anaheim Calling, which is another podcast. Mm-hmm. We have two teams, and we're going to play at one fifteen. It's free to go. Uh, concessions will be open. You can go eat and everything, and they're asking if you can bring... Uh, pillows. Tra- pillows, yeah. <laughs> pillows, blankets, snuggies, and uh, uh, toiletry, uh, mm-hmm. travel size toiletries uh, for home... Was it called? Uh- homeless people? Yeah, it's, home- well, it's uh, for homemade Orange County. <laughs> what actually- are they called? Homeless people? No, it's uh, for homemade Orange County. They're making care kits for the homeless. That is oh, awesome. So nice. it's, Excellent. So 25 hours, hockey. It's free at the Honda Center. Wait, 25 hours? 25 hours. It's 25 hours of hockey. That's insane. Yeah. I don't, I, continuous. I, it's and a it's, lot of and, hockey. And, I hey, like I know I'm playing at 1.15 a.m. Sunday mm-hmm. morning. If you don't want to get up, all the games are live streamed at AnaheimDucks.com. Look oh, at you. Very cool. so you can go watch me. you can watch me play. Awesome.
7: What about you, Jensen? Can I go to a cool art show?
4: You could. Tonight at Gallery 1988 in Los Angeles at 7308 Melrose Avenue. From 7 to 9 p.m., there's an opening reception for two artists. One is Dan, Mr. Toast Goodsell, who you may have seen his work before. He does very cute toasts and pieces of pizza and all these adorable little characters. And Todd Bott Webb, both of them. All original artwork is 30 or $50. So you can wow. never tell anyone that you can't afford art anymore. 7 to 9 p.m. at 7308 Melrose Rose, I'll be stopping by as well.
7: Your place puts on some of the best art shows. Thanks. and Some of the most like insane ones that you would never think ever yeah. would happen. We
4: try to do as much first-time buyer. If you're mm-hmm. looking into art and you're too intimidated by the stuffy art galleries, mm-hmm.
1: we're for you. Jensen, um, that first artist that you mentioned, yes. he, did he do a painting of a happy piece of toast? Yes, that is him. I have that hanging on my front porch. There you go. There you on go. On your
7: front porch,
1: I do. That's what you see when you approach my door is the ha- the happy toast, right? You know, it my... might not hold up for the weather, but it sounds like a good idea. <laughs>
7: I'll the guy that lives here loves bread. <laughs> That's what people think, and he's happy about this it. This guy
4: here into carbs. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I love it so much. I bought art from your gallery. Oh, cool. Uh, Harold and Mod yes. art. That's
4: right. You do love Harold and Mod. Oh, I
7: love Harold and Mod so much. I'm a 90 year old woman. I'm really convinced. <laughs> you are of that. Mod. <laughs> I might be. Oh, good stuff. You guys, some birthdays for you. Andrew Lincoln, Nas, Melissa Leo, Sam Neal, and our very own beloved, we adore him, beer mug. Happy Yay! birthday. And that's what's happening. Thank
1: you, Allie Jensen. Thank you so much for filling in for Kevdog the last no worries, couple of days. to do it.
7: Hey, on your drive
1: home today at 5 p.m., listen to Stryker's commercial free-for-all. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. we got some fun stuff coming up next week here on the program. Our friend Joel McHale is going to be back, R.J. Bell, Christopher Titus, the comedian, and more. Have a great weekend.
2: Don't bogart that joint, my friend.
10: Pass it over to me. Dear white people, wow.
2: Don't bogart that joint, my friend. It over to me. What they do?
5: I don't know, but I do know that the session is over, and so we'll have to pick this up next time.
1: It's tough for you to have to look at that watch, isn't it? It must be a little awkward. Why didn't you put a clock behind me so you could have a clock? You know when the time's up. But nevertheless,
0: okay. it is. It is over, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Next week.
5: Can't all be winners. Yeah, but some of them should be. It's the end. It's the end, It's the
0: end, It's the end. Radiant Durf. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rod. Okay, right. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.